McClay! What up? Middleton! Hi, my name is Bay Logan. I'm a writer, film producer, Hong Kong film historian, martial artist, and for the next hour, hour and a half, for as long as we can go, we'll be talking about the wild and wacky world of kung fu filmmaking. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to us on iTunes or find us on the SoundCloud. What's the name of the show? Bay Logan's Kung Fu Late Night Kung Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Late Night Kung Fu. That's it. Late Night Kung Fu. (laughs) Yeah. I like that name. Late Night Kung Fu. So here we are at the latest episode of My Late Night Kung Fu, and uh, we're here at the, at, what is this place, Peel? Orange, Orange Peel. Orange, Orange Peel, Jazz Night. Actually in the background you can hear the very poetic murmurs, it's poetry night here, but we have poetry and song in our hearts, Toby and I, we've got our first guest yes. <laughs> on the podcast, the great James Pax. James, welcome. Legendary. Thank you, Legendary. you know, Thank James, you. It's, it, it's like, you've been in so many movies and you've done so much great work, but let's be honest, on your grave it's going to be, here lies lightning. <laughs> that's so right, that's probably Big a, trouble in Little China. That's right. So I guess, you know what, I want to talk about these other movies you've done and the other stuff you've been involved with, but to start with, and of course to plug your new coming upcoming bar, which is opening in... Hangzhou. Right. So we invite anybody who listens to the podcast gets like a 20% discount. That's right. On their fifth drink. But <laughs> I want to. It's called um, a hot lips, by the way. That's Guys, the one. when you come to Hangzhou, just look it up. He's not, wait, he's not even <laughs> waiting till the end of the show, folks. Get it out there first. So let's talk about Big Trouble. Because we can talk about Big Trouble for the whole show, I think, probably. Firstly, and this obvious question, because there's this beautiful book that I showed you yesterday. Amazing. Yeah, we'll have to get a copy for you of that. Thank you. But what, I remember reading it and thinking there's a whole chapter devoted mm. to Lightning, your character. But no quotes from you. I guess they couldn't find you. That's right. But so Asia. now is the opportunity. Those people who bought the book and missed out on James's comments, now we're going to hear from James. So just how did you first hear about the movie? Big trouble. I, I, I back then I was in New York actually. You know I was doing. Uh, I just finished doing a play in Seattle, and then I found a really incredible uh, agent at the time that right. was same agent that managed uh, Zhang, Zhang Long. Oh, okay. You recall Zhang Long, right? right. From Year and of the Dragon. I, I should mention, because your first movie was Year of the Dragon, That's right? That's right. We were in the same movie, <laughs> belonged to the same agency, and managed by the same manager. Because I remember seeing that movie uh, not knowing you, and because right. you play the guy that kills... Uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke's Ro- wife in right. the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And then later when I saw the movie again, having met you <laughs> since then, I'm like, wait a minute, that's James <laughs> yeah. in your first uh, first major movie. That was quite a... Uh, it's interesting because all the way through Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. they referenced... The book, I'm sorry. The book about Big Trouble in Little China, they referenced Year of the Dragon as being the movie that got so many people angry in the yeah. Asian-American community that when they made Big Trouble, they didn't want to make those mistakes again. Can you, for people who maybe aren't that aware, what, what was upsetting to people about Year of the Dragon? For one thing, uh, I, the, the story, uh, the script was written by, uh, what's his name? Michael Cimino? Mike, no. Oh. It was by... Oliver Stone? Oliver Stone, indeed. And based on real character. Right. So it pretty much brings out the worst of New York community yeah. in Chinatown. I see. Based on real characters, you know, back in the 80s. Mm. And, but... I thought the, the script was great, mm. and the story was, uh, you know, pretty real. Mm. But I think really, you know, it projects uh, kind of a bad image for the uh, Chinese community back then. 
So people felt that they just depicted the underworld and the gangsters and the triads and what happened. Exactly. And amazingly, Chimino wanted to make it so real yeah. that he cast every uh, one of the uh, the bad guys, mm -hmm. you know, supposed to be the uh, the uh, the young gangs, mm. and they really were the real gangs from Chinatown. Wow! I was the only actor actor yeah. playing a gang. Really? So I all the other Hakusai were real Hakusai were. They were. Did you? And they were fighting on yeah. stage. Yeah. You know, because uh, they were two girls that were like fighting for the same guy who was supposed to be the gang leader. Yeah. And these two girls went after each other, they shut the door and they were going after each other and they were like surrounded by all the guys and girls and they were yelling, yeah, kill him, kill her, kill her. Wow. And then, oh, it's amazing, it's like a war zone. And Michael, people couldn't do anything because they locked the door and it was so real. And Michael said, yeah, that's the way I want it. Oh my God. Because I want it so real. I'm telling you, and they got the real thing. Um, this I mean, thing is going on all the time. Chimino is a mystery to me. I mean, he passed away, I think, last year. Um, and he'd done Deer Hunter, which, of course, was this One heralded movie. movie. Yeah. I like Year of the Dragon when it came out, and I think... Um, Heaven's Gate makes no sense, but it must be one of the most beautifully shot American movies of all time. Uh, and you just look at it and you go, why didn't you make this choice or this choice narrative-wise? When you work with him, what was Chimino's, what was Chimino like <sighs> to work with? Chimino is a small guy. Mm. Uh, I have great respect for him. You yeah. know, he, he tried to make it very real and he, he even cried on the set of the funeral scene oh, yeah? where Zhang Long you know, uh, was uh, in the funeral scene mm. and then I saw him, you know, mm. I was just a kind of a small part in it, but yeah. I, I watch everything he does because mm. I'm the kind of guy who likes to watch what the director does. And it's good to learn, and, right? Yeah, and then he actually had tears when he was shooting the scene. Right. And I think, you know, he's the kind of director that really goes for what he believes in. Yeah. And he, he wants to feel it. It's a shame. I think he was in Hollywood jail for longer than almost any other modern American director after, for, for doing uh, for doing Heaven's Gate really yeah it was such a disaster it, it sunk the company I saw it again on a blu-ray the other day and was just blown away by some of the footage in there it just looks incredible it just doesn't work yeah. as a narrative which of course is important but it is an amazing looking film you know, so I mean yeah. I have to say something about Hollywood since I come from Hollywood Hollywood is such a cruel place yeah I'm telling you when you are big, 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 everybody comes after you, offer you all kinds of parts and give you all kinds of money. And then all of a sudden you make a, a bad movie, you know, yeah. whether it's Michael Cimino or Mickey Rourke, yeah. the same thing. Right. All of a sudden you don't see them anymore. Right. You know, and Mickey Rourke becomes a real boxer, got his teeth all, I know. all fucked up until like 20 years later when he was in the 50s and all of a sudden he did another great part and then he won the Academy. Well, yeah, every talk about the rest of it, I think he did for me, Sin City, as Marv in Sin City, was his yeah, yeah. real comeback for me. Yeah, real hey, comeback. Hey, we we're great. Thanks, my man. He's, <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's, 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 uh, it's David, our uh, conciliary here coming in, yes. but he's very shy and quiet. He doesn't want to be on camera, so to speak. So let's segue on then. So Year of the Dragon was a movie where the Asian American community was up in arms about its racist depiction exactly. of them. So when they came into big trouble, everybody was like... Celebrated it. How to, yeah, how to get away from that. So when you, you were introduced to Big Trouble by your manager, manager. who was the same agent as, as John, John Lone. Lone. Yes. Right. 
And so where did you do your casting? In New York, actually. I actually, uh, at that same time, I was offered to do uh, one year or two year contract with General Hospital. Oh, really? And you know, back then yeah. General Hospital was, a big was deal. huge. Massive and they job. were offering me, offering me like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. So, so then, yeah. at the same time, I auditioned for, uh, you know, uh, Big Trouble. Yes. I brought in one of my Kung Fu, uh, I would say Wushu. Yes. Uh, master, mm. a young master came from Beijing. He actually trained me yes. for Wushu. What was his name? Sorry. Okay. It's been such a long time. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, you, so you train, you, you, I brought, train with him. you train with him and then you auditioned in New York. Together with him, so you choreographed a, oh, a fight beautiful. scene. Yeah, fist fight and also with the weapons. And uh, <laughs> how about, was John, John Carpenter, was he? He uh, was definitely there. He was there. Mm, he was and, there. And, wow. And um, so did they, I'm curious, is the, the, the chemistry between yourself, is Peter Kwong, I think, is the other, was playing Rain. Everybody else. Carter Wong was, was Thunder. Was all, ca was all casted in L.A. I think I, I was the only actor that was brought, all, brought in from uh, New York. At the did time. they test three of you storms together to see the chemistry between you? Or it was just basically this cast you separately and you met up yeah. on set? Yeah. The and ladder. then I was brought over immediately, costume, right. you know. So you never Trying. saw the other guys until you got on set. That's right. I see. That's interesting. I and I never even met them because I never been to LA until I became an actor. In oh, LA. <laughs> Did you know of Carter Wong, Wong Kata, as I a kung fu actor? You knew I, of him. I knew of him because of his famous name in Asia. Yeah, you know. he was amazing because he was like a slightly younger but a contemporary of Bruce Lee in that he was making Hapkido, Hapedo, at the same time Bruce Lee was making Where the Dragon. So it's extraordinary that he was active, and he's still around and still in exactly. And back then, he was already a big name yeah. for the Hollywood B movies. Besides I, of the Hong Kong yeah. movie, he was already in the big B movie, you know, with big, with he, many actors. He used to have a kung fu school in New York. Right. It was called Yan Pai, and that's where I first met him. At that time, he was trying out for the role that was eventually played by, uh, I think, by Fan Moisan, Fan Mei Sheng. Oh. Uh, Fan Su Wong's father played as the guy that gets his head cut off in Thailand. I think he was trying out for that role, or maybe for the young general, the, mm. the, the Vietnamese or Thai general in Year of the Dragon. Oh. He was going out for that, oh, Carter Wong okay. was. And then uh, the next I heard of him, he was doing, that. I met him there in New York and then I knew of him from doing Big Trouble. Um, so you, you, uh, you didn't move to LA then, you just came and stayed in LA for the duration of the shoot? I, uh, it was a, actually my, uh, I had the choice of these two offers. Right. General it was Hospital. a difficult decision. Where was your hospital shooting? New York? New York. I yeah. see. And uh, I was offered a lot more money on general, but then my manager said, you got to take up this role. James, let me tell you, buddy. I mean, <laughs> talk about crossroads in life. You would I not know. be sitting here on That's Bay right. Logan's Late Night Kung Fu. If you'd chosen General Hospital, <laughs> you would not be here in the back room. That's right. Totally. <laughs> that was absolutely the right choice. People would not be walking up to you in the street, like out there, the barman here yeah. is going, that's the guy from Big Trouble. No, you would not get that from General Hospital, so you that's definitely right. made the right choice. Yeah. I but I can understand. Manager for that. <laughs> but I can understand it is, a, it, those TV gigs are yeah. terrific. Terrific. Like my girl Maggie Hugh did Nikita for like seven seasons, eight that's seasons. Right. She just, I, don't, right. I haven't made it. Well, she doesn't have to work again. That's right. You know, it doesn't even sure. matter if it, even, even the stuff you do is not the most highly regarded. You get the residuals and everything. Mm -hmm. It's great. But anyway, so there you were. You'd made the right decision. You're in. You moved to LA to for the time for the duration of shooting. 
uh, on big trouble. Mm. So, um, how long did what kind of training did you engage in before actually shooting your scenes? Well, I was into anything from Taekwondo to you know, Hapkido, mm -hmm. uh, Karate. Yeah, you know, you told me you did some Wing Chun before, also in, Wing Chun in, and, in New York. Yeah, and then definitely Wushu, right. You know, because I had a dream of becoming, not, not becoming an action actor, but I was just so much into action. Right. Definitely, I'm just one of the uh, yeah. fans of Bruce Lee. Of He's course. the one that started me, actually. Mm. You know, That's the first one that inspired you? Inspired me, definitely. Till and today, yeah. still my hero. Who, who would not be inspired by Bruce Lee, right? I mean, oh, yeah. he is the, the guy. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's kind of like, I guess it's like in the... In the 30s to the 50s in Hollywood, if you were a white guy actor, you'd have to ride a horse, shoot a gun, you know, you have to be a cowboy because all they made was westerns. Right. So I think if you're an Asian Pacific, there definitely is a case where it's a good string to have to your bow because that's something that you might realistically be called on to do. I mean, whether that's typecasting or whatever you want to call it. So you, you'd already got a solid background. But so how about in mm -hmm. terms of adapting that to doing movie? Choreography. You just came uh, in and worked with the yeah. guys in LA. Well, really, for the part of lightning, yes, it's more of the look, right, and a few hand movement. Yeah. So it's really easy. I didn't have to do anything with my kicks. I was hoping I was going to do more. Well, I, that's what you I was know? wondering because yeah. what tends to happen is whenever I see like the making of or the or the previs, there was a lot of fist fighting in Hollywood so-called martial art movies. And then when you actually see the film, it's all been cut down by the producer and they get, yeah. the producers on camera go, well, you know, there was way too much action in the pre-biz. No, that was what you want. You're selling Dragon Ball or whatever it is. So there was never an intention to have more fist fighting from the, the, the storms. I think it's because John made it as a comedy. Comedy, kind of okay. Kind of black comedy. Got it. That's the way he wanted Got it. Got it, okay. Who was the action director on Big Trouble? Oh, there were so many of them. Okay. I mean, I think, I think Jeff, that was when Jay, Jeff Imada really Jeff got close. That's when he got really close. Also, another Chinese guy, James Liu. James Liu, yes. Jeff Imada was really tough. That that was the first movie he came on. I think just <laughs> as one of the guys, mm. and he got really tight with John Carpenter, and he did all of Carpenter's movies. Did They uh, Live? Yeah. Uh, Escape from I guess he did Escape from New York. I'm not sure. Remember that was before Escape no, from LA. He did. Yeah. But later he did all the John Carpenter action films. Uh, even Prince of Darkness, stuff like that, where you wouldn't think of it as a martial arts kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Jeff Amato is one of Dan Inosanto's yeah. long-time students. And Dan, Dan, of course, Dan. is in Big Trouble like 15 times or whatever. So, Pretty much all the Asian, yeah. you know, um, stuntmen all appeared in Big Trouble. But you know what's interesting is because um, the way that you guys moved, the way you fought was very much like from Suksan, you know, Choi Hak, Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain. But mm -hmm. the look and the outfits reminded me very much of a movie, um, Kazuri Okami, Lone Wolf That's and right. Cub, That's where they right. had, because uh, you're born in Japan, right? Do you speak Japanese no. as well? I, I speak Japanese, but I wasn't born in Where were you Japan. born? You born in? I was born in the uh, UK. UK, oh, okay. But you speak Japanese as well, yes. right? So Kazuri Okami is like the famous uh, Chanbara series yes. with uh, Tomosaburo Wakayama. Yeah. And there was a scene mm -hmm. with the three brothers on the boat, I always remember. And I always thought the outfits of the storms seemed to be... More coming up from the Japanese right, samurai than the Chinese, yes. So, very true. Um, and then stolen by Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal yeah. Kombat! That's exactly Lightning's character. Hey, if I make that noise, do we have to pay money? No. Oh, no, they have to pay us money. Oh, that's right. good. I, I like that. So, uh, 
But then, so I remember one sequence, I was showing you the, the book, and there's a picture of you, uh, had you done wire work before? Because there, there's a scene in the whorehouse when you're coming down through the ceiling. Yeah. Was that your first time doing wire work? Uh, yes, in, indeed, yeah. Because I almost wanted to think The Big Trouble was the work. first time for a Hollywood movie to attempt to do yeah. wire work. Wire work by, by the actor himself. Right. Mm. How long were you strung up for? Each time, at least two hours at a time. What? Wow. Yeah, and back then, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, it's something very new yes. you know, to the industry, so they wasn't quite sure how to make it happen, so yeah. my body is always <laughs> like swinging around like a yo-yo. Wow. So, it must have been torture oh, yeah. for two hours at a time. Definitely. Did you, uh, okay, so I mean, I would love to have been a fly, it's a shame in those days that we didn't have so much of like the making off behind the scenes stuff, but I'd love to be a fly on the wall, like when you and Peter Kwong and Carla Wong, were you sharing a trailer? Was I showing the trailer? Sharing a trailer, like uh, a, a... Yeah, no, everybody had, has their own, their own trailer. Cool, and this was uh, on the Fox lot? On the Fox lot. So between takes, were you, you would chat with Peter Kwong and you'd chat with Carter? What do you guys, we have do you guys talk about? Individual I know, but would you, what would you talk about on the set between takes? Honestly, we don't really talk that much to each other. Really? Let's, let's put it that way because I came from New York. Right. And everybody else. So is Peter's from LA. From LA. Yeah. Carter was from Hong Kong and living in LA, I guess, right, at that right, time. Right, right. And you'd come in from New York. So That's you're right. like, yeah, the storms had come in from every continent. Yeah. That's so cool. And um, how was Kurt, Kurt Russell? I thought, what I love about the movie, I saw it again just coincidentally the other day. Mm. Um, well, I saw it because I, I bought the book and being the king geek that I am, I had to watch the movie again before I read the book. But what amazed me about it was the fact that Kurt Russell as a all-American leading guy was so uh, ego-free that he allowed himself to be this doofus. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I can just see another American actor coming in and going, well, you know, I really need to be more of the, you know, the guy who knows what's going on. But this is the guy who never knows what's going That's on. That's right. That's right. And uh, how is he to work with, Kurt? He's great. He's just such a down-to-earth kind of a guy. He's one of those guys. I mean, No was, attitude at all. Yeah. That's you hear about him, yeah. George Clooney, the late Patrick Swayze. You just never hear a bad word about those guys. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, I saw him in something recently. I mean, he was in uh, Quentin's picture, uh, Hateful Eight. Right. And uh, he, he's kind of like still working significantly. But that was a movie to me, I think it's interesting, maybe in his own estimation, the way people remember Big Trouble and that, that role, that character. Yeah. So was there anything that happened? Do, do, well, how long was this, the shoot overall for you in LA? Three months. Three months? Mm, See, three these months. days you never, well, maybe you would in Hollywood. I don't know, you it was a major time. big picture. Was back big then movie. it was 40 million. Wow. It's 40 million back then, it would have been 100 million this today. Yeah. Yeah, definitely was how was biggest ja budget. How was James Hong? James Hong was nice. James Hong. <laughs> he still is James Hong. I mean, if people don't know, James Hong is a guy. He's been in like more movies than, well, than any other actor. Any other Chinese actor. That's yeah. I mean, three hundred movies. And or maybe plays, even white actors. Maybe, or Caucasians yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. or black. You know. I mean, he's in low. He's done he more was, parts. Yeah, he was Lo Pan in um, in Big Trouble Little China, and he's uh, he was Chu in Blade Runner. Eyes, I only do eyes. And my favorite, Balls of Fury. Oh. Ping pong is not the Macarena. Right. <laughs> she is like an old prostitute. It takes years to learn her secrets. She laughs at you when you are naked. But still, you come back again and again. And why? She's James, the only, she stop is the it. only prostitute I can afford. So let me tell I love James Hong. So do you have a James Hong story? 
No, I don't, but me, I know him so well. Okay, let know. me tell you my James Hong story. Tell me. So I had seen him in all these films, and I definitely picked up in Little China. So um, I was at the American Film Market, and uh, it's funny, I think you and I maybe were at the same yeah. event, because yeah. it was at the end of Santa Monica Pier. They had a special Asian-American actors evening, wow. and you might wonder, what was I doing there? Yeah. But I just knew all the Asian-American actors, so I go there, and it's James Hong, who kind of looks the same. So I went up and chatted with him, and, and I said, I'm from Hong Kong, and I'm doing movies, and I'm this and that, whatever. We had a very nice conversation, and he took out a little battered notebook from his pocket, and he opens it up, and in the, it's like a diary. And for that day, he writes down, I could see my no phone number, and oh, Bay no. Logan lives in Hong Kong, funny guy can speak some Chinese. <laughs> and I want that on my gravestone. Note this, yes. Bay Logan lives in Hong Kong, funny guy can speak some Chinese. And then at the end, like James Hong. That, I'm, not, I'm not kidding, you think I'm joking? I don't, seriously. If I die outside here today, when Liz says to you guys, play this back for Liz, and yep. say that's what Bay wants. All right, I absolutely, right. and I want James Hong to come and say a few words over the casket. Like, this really pisses me off to no end. I'll make sure he does it, <laughs> if I go after you. Okay. So, did you work, did you, you, you work with James on some other stuff, right? I did. Yeah, on TV several stuff, TV right? yeah. stuff. I cannot remember what episodes or what. But he was in Kung Fu, in he was in an I Spy, yeah. all groovy stuff like that. But, I mean, I guess this is the classic cliche question. I mean, well, is there, any other, is there anything else about the action? It's really funny, because a lot of the times I have the same problem. People say, like, oh, you work with so-and-so, like Jackie Chan, for example. Or they say, can you tell us a story about something happened during the making of the movie? And you're like, I don't know, man. Every day I get up and go to work and we try to do the best we can, but there's nothing, there's no funny story. You saw the movie. That was the funny story. Is there any funny story about Big Trouble that has not been told? That you can remember now? No, it's on. But, I mean, you can, this is the cliche question, but I definitely think it's warranted in this case, given the very poor reception that it had on its first theatrical release in America. You could never have imagined, yeah. to this day, this movie would have the cult following it has. It's very true. You know why? Because everybody that worked on the show, you know, uh, especially Asian actors, they were so optimistic about this movie. Yeah. They say, wow, this movie is going to make yeah. Korea for everybody. Yeah. Then everybody is going to be working from left and right. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, when the movie actually comes out, you realize that it came out in the wrong time because Ghostbuster came out around the same time yeah. and it kind of cover, you know, kind of dampened the uh, the publicity for Big Trouble. I, and I think Fox also didn't put in enough money for publicity to really promote it because they didn't think it's going to work. the wrong campaign. It was like, who it is Jack Russell? It should be, who cares? You know, uh, is it, was it Jack Russell, the name of the character? Who knows, really? Jack Burton. Burton. Sorry, Jack Russell is a kind of yeah. dog in England. Yeah. Sorry, who is Jack Russell? That's the kind of dog that the, the Queen has, I think. But, <laughs> but no, those, those are corgis. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to sanity. <laughs> Jack Burton. Burton. Who is Jack Burton? That was the bad campaign. But the other thing is, it was so wry and postmodern, and it just it wasn't the time for that. It was almost like later people would do these kind of like revisionist westerns and sci-fi films, and it felt like it needed to be part of that era, right? Yeah. I, um, the other thing that I thought was, uh, I, I just interested, because there's a couple of people that I've met since 
who I knew worked on the movie. And I'm curious if you have any memory of them at all. One was a friend of mine, Eric Lee. Right. Do you remember Eric of being course, on the movie? Yeah, Eric's a martial arts guy and an actor and what yeah. have you. I know him well. Yeah, he's a, he does a better impersonation of James Hong than me. <laughs> no, he, he you know what Eric used to do? He used to call home and leave messages for James Hong's wife. And he would ring home to James Hong's home. And <laughs> Eric Lee would leave a message to him and go, Honey, I won't be home tonight. I have a date. <laughs> and then cut. And then poor James Hong would go we'll home. The shit. And the wife would throw a walk in his head. So that was a fun. I just find because I know it's true. Because like, Eric told me the story. And then later when I told James Hong, he goes, that little bastard. He was not, I'll fry his eyes. So that was that. Conan Lee. Conan was on the movie. So Conan, this has always amazed me, Conan had been a big star in Hong Kong. That's right. By the way, that loud noise in the background is a guy declaiming a poem, right? Yes. So we're here, we're here in like, it's, it's like, it's like night. San Francisco Beats Night. Yeah. Are, we, are, we, are we okay with that guy in the background? I, I think we're pretty okay, but okay. we should probably get up there pretty soon. I think right? we should. Do I think we should do a poem each. <laughs> but no, because Conan had been a big star in Hong Kong with Ninja and the Dragon's Den, and uh, I'll devote another podcast to the rise and fall of Conan. But by that point, well, I remember watching the movie and seeing there's two shots but it's obviously Conan I'm like why is this guy an ex I didn't know the story at that time I knew he did his Ninja and the Dragon's Den in, in, in Hong Kong and then wasn't seen again and then he's an, pretty much an extra and a stunt guy did you meet him at that time? I actually met him and his wife his Chinese wife and uh, we actually had dinner at his house he was right. being very kind Conan I think he just had a bad uh, rap in Hong Kong right know? I think Choi Hak or somebody gave him the shot. Msiyun. Oh, Msiyun. And then he did a couple of uh, leading roles. One leading role. Ninja the Dragon's Den is the one, yeah. And uh, everybody was very hopeful for him to be the next Jackie next Chan. Next Jack- Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah. But I think he fell in one of the movies. He fell off from the... That was later. He was kind of like... Uh, the, the equivalent of him in America, in the West is like George Lazenby. Oh. The guy that was James Bond one time oh. and wouldn't sign the contract and was never heard of again. And Conan was a bit that way. But I was just curious about your experience with him because I remember watching the movie and going, why is, in my youthful, living in England, crazy fan of Asian martial arts cinema, going, why would this guy be in big trouble? Well, like I said, because every other Asian kung fu actor are in the movie. That's right. Everybody want to jump on it. Conan, it's funny, because Conan Lee was in big trouble on camera and off. But oomph. Dan and Asanto. Yes, Dan. Did you get to talk to Dan during yes. the making of the movie? Yes, of course. Because you, if you're being a Bruce Lee aficionado, yes, yes. great. He's a lovely guy, isn't he's he? He's a lovely guy. Yes. He t- he said that he died in that movie like nine times. <laughs> but you trained with Dan's student in Hawaii, right? Yeah, Burton Richardson. Right. Shout yeah. out to Burton. I remember. He, I met Burton in Birmingham, England. And <laughs> of you know, all the was, places. Yeah, Eric Lee was there. It's funny. Um, all righty. So anything else we can say about Big Trouble? Anything you want to add about Big Trouble in Little China? I just wanted to ask more about the how the roles have changed for you. So you you said you got kind of typecasted in the Well, we're all on. We're going to roll through the other stuff. But yeah. I, I just want to talk Big Trouble because a lot of people are going to just tune in, hear about Big Trouble, and then turn it off. Okay. So I don't want to I don't want to piss those viewers no they're not <laughs> viewers those listeners off. I want to give them what they want, which is Big Trouble. Because as soon as we say James Pat, because let's be honest, James, that movie, it's just you know it's a huge phenomenon that yes. people. Everywhere, like you told me, in in you in, in Europe, you get in America. In America, they recognize you. Middle for, America, right? Big Everybody trouble. knows this movie. Yeah. And in China, Hong Kong, and China, what what TV series is it? 
no, that movie is not known in China. Oh, in Hong back Kong. Then. In Hong Kong, yes. What was it and called? Also, uh, what's it called in Chinese? It's fine. What's it called? Uh, hey, and here's Joyce, the Queen of Orange Peel. Yeah. Coming in, coming in the shot. This is James. Hi, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Toby. Hi, I'm Toby. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I like, I like people coming in. Do you want to join in? This is his movie. Why don't you take a look? Big Trouble Little China. Is that a great book? He it's played one of the storms. Yeah, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's a book it's about a book the movie. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's the first later. picture you see, the guy on the left is James. He plays lightning in Big Trouble. The, the first picture I see on the cover. Or that like, uh, that one. Right here. Oh, That's like, him. Really? He's the first storms, guy in the book. I was one on the left. Oh, this is a photo. Yeah. Okay, photo. Yeah. That's him. It's really him. That's great. Okay, I, I, I don't interrupt you guys. Oh, we like you. We're glad being interrupted. No, 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 it's okay. I'll just say hi. And All right. Because I have my partner waiting for me. We'll come and chat a bit later, okay? Yeah, All right. Thank you. All righty. So, uh, well, then, my, my only question yes. is, when are you going to reappear as lightning in the reboot? What, oh, what's the, what's the word that on that? with The Rock, right? I, yeah, Rock is doing it. He's producing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. That's what I heard. But yeah. I'm so happy that somebody else, somebody is do, redoing it or doing the sequel or whatever. I think this movie. I wish they would do a sequel. A better chance. Yeah. yeah. Like with son of Jack Burton goes back. <laughs> to, to. And then she bring back all the storms again. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a you know, I don't know like a uh, you know. But you know what? I don't know. I haven't seen Peter Kwong, but definitely you and Carter. Carter could definitely come back and do it again, and you haven't changed yeah. a bit, damn it. <laughs> so I think uh, that's definitely so. We'll, 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 we'll kind of start a campaign here. We'll only accept a reboot or a remake of Big Trouble if the original Three Storms yes. are brought back. Uh, original that, Lightning one, only. That would be the one great publicity campaign ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the funny thing about um, this is something you have to look forward to, James, is like people, Asian people, age very slowly, but you never see anybody as old as an old Asian person. You know, if you see an old Asian woman or old Asian man, there's no one looks as old as they do. They look older <laughs> than time. So it's like a rubber band. You stay young looking, young looking, young looking, and twang, suddenly you're like low pan. Yeah. In big trouble. <laughs> that's right. So so you have that to look forward to. But I think that's a good trade off, you two, you know. Yeah, it's worth it. Alrighty. Let's talk about some other stuff then. If we, if we, if we, if we think about this about big trouble, and uh, my, uh, I think. Um, one of my buddies is coming in a bit who, who, who might have questions about Big Trouble. But anyway, you've worked with some of the great icons of all time, and I almost feel that we're not worthy to take a, you know, kind of... But no, is it Bill and Ted? No, Bill and Ted's... Bill no, and no, Ted. no, what was it? No, Wayne's World. You know, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. You made a film with Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, because James helped me out. I was doing a DVD commentary for 88 films. In, uh, in 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 England, uh, well, I was in Hong, I was in China actually recording it, watching the Chuck Norris film Invasion USA. And again, as often happens in my life, because James was a buddy of mine who I met after I saw every action film known to man. I was watching Invasion USA on DVD, and I went, "Holy shit, James Pax!" <laughs> so tell us about Invasion USA with Chuck Norris. Uh, I had a great fun on it. You know why? Because it took me to uh, Georgia. Yeah. I think 80% uh, of the movies made in Georgia, yeah. especially just, you know, for the fighting part, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Invasion USA. Yeah. You know, that movie is actually came out a little too early. Invasion USA should have been made much later. It's a story of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Same thing with Big Trouble. But and uh, Invasion, but it, it was interesting because it was the, one of the movies I remember going to see and thinking, geez, man, they never really let Chuck fight. I think he has like three kicks. 
on the DVD commentary I said it's a drinking game you can take a drink every time Chuck kicks somebody uh, but that was about it he kicked like eight times in the whole movie that's right and you didn't get it's to fight it's all guns yeah it's all guns all the time I didn't even get to fight him what, <laughs> was, what was, what was Chuck like? yeah and you just get to swear at him in Cantonese or Mandarin what did you um, uh, uh, what was Chuck like as a person to be around Chuck is a quiet guy actually his brother can I remember Aaron his? Aaron yeah. yeah Darren or Aaron Aaron he's the big mouth yeah and he's the choreographer right you know he's the one that's talking yeah. more than anybody else but Chuck is a very quiet guy right and very humble yeah and uh, he's just so easy to work with and he doesn't talk much actually on the set he only talked to the director most of the time wow and uh, his family's always around him have you so. have you seen the movie lately Invasion I USA. saw him many, many years ago. Because there's, there's a guy in that movie. Have you have you ever seen Invasion USA? I have not. You can leave the building now. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Lester Chuck Norris movie. But there was a, a character, a guy called Benny Potter, P-O-D-D-A, who was a bodybuilder who uh, was also a Tai Chi expert oh. and used to compete in the Dali Thai, you know, like the these fighting matches. Right. And he's in the movie very briefly getting hit by Chuck. Oh. Did you run into him at all? No. I don't know if he's still with us, but he would have such interesting story to tell. He's like a massive bodybuilder, but he was a Tai Chi expert really? and was competing apparently in Taiwan. Wow. I mean, it just feels like a movie, right? Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I just wonder if you run into him. Um, so what's your favorite Chuck Norris fact? Are you familiar with this? I'm, I, he Because you've been so in China. No, 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 not the favorite movie. But there's this thing, you may be not so aware because you've been living in China for the last while, but there's this thing online called the Chuck Norris Facts. Oh, like really? Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups he pushes the earth down oh. like there's no evolution really? it's just the animals that Chuck Norris is allowed to live oh wow <laughs> you know like America's not a democracy <laughs> are these wow. are the facts it's a Chucktocracy yeah totally these you are know. alternative facts yeah <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. anyway I, I met Chuck a couple of times and I, I remember him being, as you say very soft-spoken a very good guy but until uh, he roundhouse kicks you in the face that, then you regret yeah. You know, but uh, he was uh, that movie. I think was him repositioning himself as a more mainstream hero rather than as a martial arts star. That's right. How long were you shooting yeah. on that? I stayed on that for about uh, 40, 40 days. Wow! Because it's got so much major, you know, gunfight scenes. And yeah. We were all over Georgia. We were in the swamp. We were in the city. I know. It's a lot of fun. It was a, I love the scene with you. You guys have those kind of boats. The yeah, what, what are they called? The ones where you go through the Everglades. I know. They're I, like I, don't, I, I cannot the remember. Well, folks, right? the no, they're not Harvard. Are they? Well, they got the big wheelie thing yeah. on the back, yeah. like a fan. Yeah. What do you call? There's a special name for them. Harvard folks, write in, write in, tell us. <laughs> what we don't is know. it called? He was driving one. Harvard, he did. James Harvard, was driving Harvard one. Craft or something. I can't and, remember. But there were so many clever little beats in that movie, like the fact that Chuck had a pet armadillo who survived <laughs> the blowing up of his house. You may not know this. You blew up his house, but the armadillo right. lived. Right, right. And Chuck lived as well, because right. he's Chuck, let's be honest. Did the armadillo just roll away? I, yeah. Unscathed? Yeah. See the movie, you'll know. Yeah. It's a really cool film. Let's see it with my commentary. Are armadillos legal in Hong Kong? That's the next question. I don't know. <laughs> I've only seen armadillos used really well. There was a, uh, a comic book called Cerebus, which was like a spoof on Conan with an uh. armadillo. And you see armadillos at the beginning of the Bela Lugosi Dracula. And you see them in Beijing, USA. Very nice. That comes down with my three best uses of armadillos in popular <laughs> fiction. Go for anyway. it. So also, I mean, so, you, know, you can actually just do a, a kind of like, you connect the dots with James as like, you know, the, James, the, the Kevin Bacon. 
the separation between him and every incredibly macho hero in the history of film because <laughs> like just a few years after you did Invasion USA TJ Hooker with yeah. William Shatner William how was it working wow. with William Shatner well William is definitely a character yeah. <laughs> he's definitely a character was he like Captain Kirk did yes mistake you for George Takai that's right. Did he say? Right. Did he call you Sulu? <laughs> By mistake. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. And he I remember one scene. He, uh, some, some, I can't remember what. Anyway, I was chasing after a car or something. But anyway, uh, that's the story. Shooting in Hawaii. Oh, hey, that's Toby's home turf. Hometown, yeah. basically. So yeah, do you, I, I met so what? many beautiful Hawaiian girls. That's one great thing I remember from this. <laughs> Can you vouch for this, not, Toby? Not the beautiful beaches. No, it's just the beautiful girls. Yeah, the beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bitches. Beautiful um, were you a Star Trek fan? Yes, I was. So you kind of like it was a buzz to hey man, it's Captain Kirk over there. I know. Was he nice? Strangely, he was nice. He was yeah. strangely enough. Twenty years later. We were in the same convention in UK. How I was representing Big Trouble, and then he was there signing autographs next to me. Did you? Did you? Re- <sighs> he did recognized. You? Oh, how nice! Yeah. Oh, a sweet guy. But the difference he, is, he was getting a hundred, uh, huh. you know, pound for one autograph, and I was getting twenty-five. Yeah, the, <laughs> in James, that was and, a big and difference. I, I don't get invited because <laughs> nobody, nobody wants me to sign for medallion or cra- or crouching tiger too. So you see, it's good, you know. Well, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. We'll wait and see. No want. one thought Big Trouble would take off, so I've, I've got my fingers crossed for Crouching Tiger. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's right. Uh, so, um, but uh, you, you hear different things about Bill Shatner, but anyway, that's good that you had a good experience with him. He was actually quite a serious martial arts enthusiast at one point. I think he was. Doing karate. Yeah, yeah karate. And then, um, then another movie that I saw you in, it's interesting, when you meeting you, because, of course, I'd seen these films you'd been in, and then not knowing you as a friend, and then later going back and looking at these movies again when they come out, every time they come out a new format, being the geek I am, I get them on Blu-ray, I gotta get, well, I got them on DVD, then I had them on blue, video. Wow. I, I saw them on the DVD, then I see them on Blu-ray. Right. So, Kinjite, ah. Forbidden Subject, with Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. He's one of my idols. Have he you was seen, you know what? Too. I mean, at the time you did Kinjite, he was getting a little bit on in years. Much older. But you see him in movies like Chato's Land, mm. where, He's like 50-something, or uh, a really underrated Walter Hill movie. I think it's Walter Hill's first film, The Street Fighter, which was released as Hard Times in... Uh, I think it was released as Hard Times in America, and it was The Street Fighter in England. But uh, it's a Walter Hill early film. And uh, it's Max. Come on in, Max. And he is ripped. He is like... Not, have you seen Charles Bronson in his prime? He was Carl from the Living Rock. Was definitely rich. Hey Max, what's up? Come on in. James is Max. Hi Max. How you doing? Hi Max. Hi Max. He sounds like a projection system. Hey, where can he sit where we can hear him? What's the best place for Max to sit? Over here? Sit over there, buddy. Come and join in. Think of questions about Big Trouble, because I know when we finish, people are going to say, why didn't you ask this question? Okay. So, um, i got to ask you though, we just talked about this man who was Carl from the Living Rock. How was, what was it like working with Charles Bronson? Good to see you. (laughs) <laughs> Again, uh, well, I, I like Charles. He was my uh, big idol for many years. And, uh, you know, I thought he was a cool actor. You but know, he never ripped. gave interviews. He doesn't give much interview, and he's again a very quiet guy. doesn't talk much. And I think at the time when he was doing the movie, his wife was already very sick. Jill Island, yeah. yeah. 
was very sick. I think he, he had, had, had yeah. you know, cancer. She passed away, yeah. Something like that. But he, so he was, wasn't very happy. But even in his hate, even in his heyday, when you see interviews about him, everybody says he just kept by. You know, I was watching the other day, which I again came back to appreciate again when it was on Blu-ray. It was Once Upon a Time in the West. What a masterpiece that movie is. Mm. The Leone film. Have you seen yeah, Once Upon exactly. a Time in the yeah. West? Have you guys seen yeah. that? Yeah. Where he plays harmonica. Oh yeah. my God. The character name in harmonica. And he plays the harmonica. He's so great in that movie, Bronson. And um, they've got all the bonus features and stuff and deleted scenes. Talk about deleted scenes. But everybody being interviewed about him was like, he's just a quiet, like Claudio yeah. Cardinale. Yeah. is like, he says, well, he was quiet sitting in the corner. My God, if you weren't going to talk to Cla- Claudio Cardinale, you weren't going to talk to anybody. Yeah. Did he talk to you? He did, but n- very few words. Really? Not a few words. We pass each other, he will always say, hi, James. You right. Know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Because the movie's about him and me, so. Yeah. It was, uh, we had a nice, you know, working relationship, right. I must say. And I, I really respect him. He was very professional. He never let the, uh, you know, a lot of time the stars, when the camera turned on you, he would go away, they would yeah. go away, and the, somebody else would read the line with me. Right. But he was always there reading the line. Together. Wow. Yeah. Well, That's that was, nice. It that was easy to work with, yeah. I respect actors for that. Because I, I would do the same thing for any other actor I work yeah. with. Yeah. You know. I always felt with, 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 uh, with uh, Bronson that he was a guy who approached it. He looked like he should have been like a, a stonemason, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like a guy carving things out of stone, or I could see him, you know, like kind of hammering away at a big chunk of marble. And he seemed to approach acting the same way. It's a job of work. Do you know? He wasn't going to talk about it, analyze it, whatever. He just came in and did it. But he was very much a kind of a. I think there was a line, something about be on the spot, you know, and say the line. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of actor he is. Like, hit your like mark Humphrey and Bogart. You hit know? your mark and hit say the line. Hit your mark lines. and say the line. That's yeah, it. And he totally. makes it just real. Yeah. But Simple. he had this extraordinary presence, Bronson. He and does. I, I, I was just, as I say, I was just watching on the big screen. If you, if you have a chance to see on a, I was actually watching on my TV at home. But if you see, that's a pretty big screen, to be honest. But if you see the restored Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, as a widescreen it's like it is one of the most glorious looking films it's kind of like actually the only movie we talked about Michael Cimino is Heaven's Gate if Heaven's Gate had had a proper story uh, it would have been on a match on a par with Once Upon a Time in the West mm. because Chris Christopherson who's much underrated have you worked with him? No. he's much underrated as an actor in my opinion he he's actually has great presence in the film but the part is doesn't make sense and Mickey Rourke's in that one as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was he's he's and Christopher Walken. That's right. In that movie. Walken was on that one. Anyway, so again, we can connect the dots to the baddest asses in Hollywood. <laughs> we had like uh, Max. What do you want to drink? He speaks Italian, by the way. This yeah. guy. Ah, Spanish. David. Yeah. Spanish. Every, every language known to man. What do you want? <laughs> water or what do you want to have? Beer is fine. A beer. Can I get a beer for this yeah. gentleman? Thank you. That's cool. What brand of beer is it, uh, Toby? Heineken. It's Heineken. Actually, I also, can I have a Heineken as well? Two Heineken. Heineken, folks. We just want to promote. Uh, I'm okay with this one. And thank you. What, what kind of gin is in his gin and tonic? Tankery. What is it? Tankery. Tankery, okay. We just want to get as many product placements as possible because everyone wants to sponsor this podcast. All right, so, um, and what's your favorite Charles Bronson movie? I think it was the Sevens. Was a movie called Magnificent Seven. Seven. Magnificent Seven. Yeah, mm. that was one of my favorite. Yes. Death Wish, the first Death Wish. Yeah, Death that Wish was a also. great New York movie. 
So as I was just interrupted by uh, the, 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 the drinks menu coming in, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, an Italian true. guy. Say hello, Max. Hi. Now we've got an Italian... Hi, you have to, Max. Can we hear him if he sits here? You have to get right. closer to the mic. Actor, stuntman, there's no beginning to his talent. You have to lean forward. Where's he got to be if he wants to be heard? Uh, either right next to you. Yeah, you see this big fluffy thing? Next here? to your cheek. Yeah. So anyway, so um, we uh, can connect the dots from Chuck to Chuck Norris to Charles Bronson to Bolo. Bolo Young, Bolo my buddy, yeah, Young Z, Bolo. shoot fighter oh fight God. to the death. Yes, yes, now, yes, yes, yes. here I want you to solve a mystery for us diehard Bolo fans. Yeah. You know, I, one of the great joys of my life is that I am not only a fan of these people, but I get to be their friend as well, including James in this, of course, but also with Bolo. Bolo and I are good buddies. And um, so I always, you know, you know, kind of bother him with questions. <laughs> and he's a bit like you, sometimes it can't, he just made the film and left and he can't really remember Shoot Fighter yeah was there an original early version of the film shot that was different to the release version of Shoot Fighter that was Bolo's English language debut movie and you're in the film at the beginning and it looks like you're going to be the main bad guy but then it's Martin Cove right as I remember so what, what was think, the story I, on that? I, I think maybe the script, you know, there's something wrong with the script, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what went wrong, but definitely it was the movie that uh, with uh, hand-to-hand combat. Yes. Kind of a thing. Uh, early on kind of a movie, which I thought was interesting. So... Uh, but where did, you, where did you shoot that? I cannot remember. And... Um, do you remember shooting? Have you ever seen Shoot Fighter, the finished I, film? I saw it, yes. And were there stuff that you shot for the film that's not in the finished film? I think it was pretty much all. all really? Because it feels it. like, you know, damn it, you and Bolo, neither one of you can answer this nagging yeah. question. Don't worry, I'll get to the bottom of it, folks. Stay tuned. We'll have a future podcast where I'll figure it out. The guy that, um, who was the producer on that, he actually was an actor, Mark Damon. He oh, had played right. be- he had played the Beast in a version of Beauty and the Beast, right. and I met him at the old Milan film market in Fiera di Milano, in your hometown. Right. Before I knew you, uh-huh. I went there and I met uh, Menachem Golan. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but who who I don't think he produced that movie. Mark Damon did. Mark Damon told me the story about the film had changed or whatever. Any reminiscences of working with Bolo? Bolo. Bolo. Bolo is always flexing his muscles. That's one thing I remember him clearly. Dude, if I had muscles like him, I'd be flex. I'd walk around. I would be, you know, I would walk around that way all the time. He does. He has muscles like him and he walks around that way all the damn time. He's got an incredible muscle. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that he's very proud of, which I am. That's what I. That's what he projects. Right. On the the screen and also uh, off the screen. Did you guys talk about Bruce Lee? No. Really? Because no. he had the experience of working with him on Into the Dragon. Yeah. The longevity of people. Yeah. So, I don't recall much about our working relationship with Right. Yeah. Just seeing that figure of the beast from the east flexing. That's right. Cool. So after you did Shoot Fighter, or round about that time, you made the decision to return to work in Hong Kong in the early 90s, which is a quite an exciting time for Hong Kong film. I think we just missed each other because I think you came back in the early 90s and I, early had, 90s. I was coming and going at that time and then I left by the middle. So, um, what um, what prompted you to return to Hong Kong? 
Thanks well, so you much. know. Thank you. The uh, the Heineken has arrived. Cheers. 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 It's the most fun podcast. Yes, we got, we need to be here every week. It's a party. Anyway, so um, what prompted the return to Hong Kong? Just like any other actor, after they've done all the, you know, movies with uh, Chuck Norris and Bronson and and, and Jack Burton. Right. second, third or fourth banana. Yeah. Then you say, when am I ever gonna get James Pack's chance to be, you know, like Zhang Wu. Right. Not Zhang Wu, Zhang, Zhang, Zhang Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to be the leading the lead. actor. But then I kind of uh, counted my fingers. I said, maybe it's gonna take me another 10 years. I said, but another 10 years, I'll be in the 40s. Right. So I said, I'm not gonna wait, wait for that. And, and I just feel that it's enough of Hollywood. So I said I'm gonna take a, you know, take a take a try in Hong Kong. Mm. And that's why you came to be here. One of the Hong Kong director actually met me in LA oh. and knew knew me knew me from the movie Big Trouble in Little China. Do you remember the name of the director? Which movie did he direct? If you tell me the movie, I might know. Cannot. By the way, that guy's going crazy on the there, stage out there. there is a are, we, are we picking up that guy freaking out on the stage? Yeah. Is, is, it, is it really loud and annoying, or we can just hear him in the background? Uh, you can just kind of hear him. Because there was a guy doing like a mellow love poem, but this guy sounds pissed. He's going hard. <laughs> oh, well. It's anyway. like poetry night. Right. Yeah. So uh, you came back. I to came back mm. and uh, kind of just checking other scenes. Yes. Meeting people. Uh, of course, I met. Uh, Jackie Chan's manager, Willie Chan, Willie Chan, yeah. and his whole team, right. and everything. David, who's been who's the manager here, who just came in, he used to be Willie's manager in a wine bar. Oh. Willie's, Willie's partner oh. in a wine bar okay. together. It's a small, it's a small, small circle, small, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. But and uh, then I met uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. You know, in a party, and of course we got on real nice. Is that how you got to be in Heroic Trio? It's very true. Yes. Through, I, through her recommendation to the director. Right. Because I visited the set of that movie to visit Anita and Michelle. Right. Uh, I was shooting at the Coke factory, I mm. believe it was. Yes. One of the studio spaces. Yes. It was a, don't get the wrong idea, folks. It wasn't what people were consuming behind the bike sheds. It was called the Coke <laughs> factory because it was actually a former Coke factory. That's where John Woo shot the, uh, that shot that you like from Hard Boiled. Oh, no way. Yeah. They were I think they were shooting at the same time. Those are the days. They were shooting there, oh, maybe it's a different time, but they were shooting hard boiled on that stage, the same one, in, I think it was in Guantong. So it was, a, it was a, the, the, the Coke factory there. And I came to visit, it's kind of the post, kind of post-apocalyptic sets of Heroic Trio. They shot two back to back, Avenging, Heroic Trio, and Aveng, Heroic Trio and Avenging, what was the other one called? There were two of them. They shot two back to back. But uh, you worked with a lot of, apart from Michelle, you worked with various friends of mine at that time, Simon Yam who was uh, in every movie yeah. of that era. Yeah. Did you and Simon become friends or you just worked and together mm, and that was it? Not close friends, but you know, we right. talked, yeah. And the other movie of yours that I thought was fascinating to me in your filmography was, there was that The Gods Must Be Crazy in Hong yeah, Kong with Nexo. Now, I know, that was a fun movie. He that movie, so you guys probably with. would not remember this, but there was a very popular African movie. I've only seen the first one. That one's legendary. Well, you've seen the first one? Yeah, the guy oh, oh, fell off of oh, the good. plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Coke bottle so, has to go. You've it seen it. It was manufactured in the Coke factory, actually. 
Ba-dum. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Because I, I vaguely remember the first film, but I felt it was one of those films that everybody thought was cool at the time. It was so good. And then it had gone by the wayside. They use it in anthropology classes for universities. That's so what you studied. So we never saw it. You know, us guys. Well, you know, you, you guys, you've been to US, where was it, James? You went to USC? USC. And you're about to start. Yeah. So, wow, you're going to be like, you know, what do you call it? Like, uh, fraternity buddies. So yeah. be like Animal House here next time you guys get together. In his footsteps. Well, had, <laughs> cool. had you heard of um, Have you heard of The Gods Must Be Crazy? No. That's probably called something different in Italian. Probably too early. Yeah. yeah. But um, so you you were working. Then what was translation? They translated the yeah. title like. What was what was Nexo like? The guy who he's so much fun. Yeah, he's passed away too, but he was uh, he was so much fun. Although he doesn't, we we couldn't understand what he's saying. He's got has he sort of like a yeah. Yeah, and that's how he talks all the time. That's how he talks. That was the only language he could talk. Exactly. How funny! And then he walks around in his, you know, bathing suit, and everywhere he goes, the fans are all following us. Really, he was so because that film was so popular in 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 China and Hong Kong. Yeah, it was. I I was just uh, amazed when I came to Hong Kong. I think I saw one of them. I think he might have did two, but I saw one movie and I was just going. People were into that movie here. It was such a surprise for me, in a good way, by the way. You know, I was happy to see that kind of picture to to find an audience here. And you we did another movie with Melvin Wong, who used to be. Do you remember Melvin? I he uh, he actually had uh, he's he was interesting career. He was in films early in the times of uh, he done films early in the times of like Golden Harvest, and then went on to become a lawyer. And he was in the same chambers as Elizabeth, uh, oh. my better half, as a, a lawyer. Okay. He's a barrister now. But you work with him as an actor. What was, what, which movie of your era in the early 90s do you look back on the most fondly as your most enjoyable movie? In the 90s, gotta be Big Trouble in Little China. No, I mean of the Hong Kong ones. Hong Kong movies. Uh, I Just actually enjoyed that's, that's the Melvin. Most. That's Melvin. Hold what on, is where is he? Where is he? Melvin Wong. Let me see if I can recognize him. I think you can. The moustache. The guy with the oh tip. yeah, of course. Yeah. He married to uh, he's married to a right. actor. Right, right. He, he, he's really funny because I was doing a commentary for uh, Above the Law with oh. uh, Yun Bu. Oh. I wasn't doing it with Yun Bu, but he's the star of the movie, and Melvin's the bad guy. So I actually went to the law offices and went to his. I said, "Can I talk to you about?" And I just went by my my wife's offices there, and three doors along was Melvin. So I walked in and I'm like, "Going, hey, Melvin, do you mind if I talk to you about, um, you know, above the law?" And he's like in the middle of the case, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." So we sat down and asked all my questions. Thank him, you, Melvin. Him, him and I, um, he produced one of the movie I was in. Right, well. right. Yeah. And he was also the actor. Yeah, he's yeah. a very uh, smart guy, multifaceted, and what right. have you. And yep. that movie, our leading actor, yes. actress, uh, Wu Jiali in yes. Dalai, right. won for the first time the Golden Horse Award. Right, yeah. And, and I regret it, and I must say, till today, yeah. that I was not even, what do you call it? Nominated. Nominated for the best actor. You know why, why? I, I say it now? Why? It's because when that movie was being promoted in Taiwan, yeah. and I was there yeah. with another actress, mm. another, another movie. And yeah. then I was just in the TV station doing interview and one of the judges from the Golden Horse yes. Award came up to me and said, 
Are you Bai Shichen? Yeah. I said, Yes, I am. He said, You know what? He did that movie with Ngalai. Yeah. You were so incredible. And why your producers never nominated you? If you if you were nominated, you would have won for the best actor because you were so good. Right, Max, we're going to go to James's. We're going to go into Melvin's office tomorrow. <laughs> That's we're right. Gonna, we're going to shave his moustache off. That's right. His vengeance. Okay, right. so... Vengeance Italian style. Yeah. The fun, shave your moustache off. That's right. The funkiest film of your career, bar none, semi-gods and semi-devils, with oh, you, uh, Bridget Lin, Lam Ching Ha, and uh, Gong Li, who I worked yeah. with. Uh, I worked with Gong Li on a film called Shanghai. Yeah. With uh, John Cusack. That's right. That's right. But anyway, so that's a, that was based on a uh, Jin Rong novel. Yeah. A, uh, a Jin Rong novel, Lewis Cha novel, mm. and it's one trippy, freaky. That if you ever drop, if you feel like you've dropped acid when you watch that movie, even if you haven't, what the hell was that movie like to make? Because for any people that don't know, it's kind of like a bad version of Zoo Warriors yeah. or Crouching Tiger with people flying around, bolts, lightning bolts. It was it's meant to be the first Gungli action film. I know. But where but did it you wasn't shoot, good. Where was it filmed? In China. Yeah. It was actually filmed in China. Right. Some part in, somewhere in China, I think it was in Guangzhou or something, I recall. And it was all in studios, right? Because you haven't I done many, so. you have not done many periods. Uh, mm. This is one of the few. One yeah. of those, this yeah. one and also the one with Choi Ha, the TV kind of a six episode, maybe twenty episode TV series, right. big TV series. Right. That was period as well. Another period. Right. What was uh, Gong Li like to work with? Oh yeah, about Gong Li. Ah boy, <laughs> I actually, I actually was very curious, to, uh, you know, about her, and I was in the makeup trailer, and all of a sudden she walks in. In her tiny little shorts, yeah. very sexy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really digged her before. Right. You know, I saw her so many on so many movies. I was actually her, her, her big fan. Yeah. Before I met her, so when she walked in, and then she was doing her makeup right next to me, I started talking to her. I said, "Boy, she must. She is. She's sexy." Yeah. You know, I said, "Why is she doing? You know, why is she hanging out with Zhang Yimao?" When you real when you see her in person, she's a pretty big woman. She and is. Zhang Yimao little is skinny a dude. little skinny dude. Right. I said, how could these be two people together? Yeah. You know, I kind of got jealous. I said, James, where were you back I then? I know. You know? <laughs> well, that's I can tell you, I had uh, uh, she she is one of those people where I did feel. Even though she's beautiful on film, when I met her in she was beautiful in on person. Shanghai, yeah. I just she thought she was stunningly person. beautiful. But yeah. what I didn't, um, what I didn't uh, get about, what I didn't expect about her, was that she's so fun, mm. not in a flirty kind of way. That yeah. she's sexy, she's very anyway. real, very she's real, real and very funny. Yeah. Do you have a Gong Li story reflecting this? <laughs> no, but I just. I felt that she was very real. She was not pretending to we, be a star. Or we were doing the ADR for uh, for Shanghai in this big echoing mausoleum that's China Film Studios. Have you been there? China Film Group Studios, yes. the China Film yes. Studios outside of Beijing. So we're doing the ADR. We look with an odd hour because we're hooked up to New York. So it's basically I'm I'm going to meet Gong Li there. So I'm on the way and my phone rings and it's her assistant and the assistant hands the phone over to Gong Li and Gong Li always insists to talk to me in Cantonese. Um, or I talk to Cantonese so she answers in Mandarin and we very rarely try to speak English so it's a really odd conversation but basically she rang up and said 
you going to the I was there already you're at the studio and it's like these vast echoing halls and she goes do they have any coffee there I said no and I'm really jonesing for a coffee because it's not our and she goes okay I'll bring some and then she hangs up so then the car pulls up and she gets out and she's got this uh, packs of three in one instant coffee and she's boiling the water Gung Lee Gung Lee boiling the water and making the coffee you know and I'm like that's another another one you see that's what I should do so anyway so I'm still looking at but actually she's making it for herself and I'm looking at it and I'm like my lips normally when people look at Gung Lee and they're kind of like you know kind of frothing at the mouth it's probably because they want Gung Lee but I'm looking at the coffee and everybody knows me knows I'm addicted to caffeine so she's looking at me looking at her and she goes thank yeah but I don't look at you the same way Max sorry bro but all the same but anyway so I look at Gung Lee and she goes um, and she says do you want some of the coffee? And I, I look at her, I would love it. She says, do you want me to make it for you? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then I took a picture of her, because I'm such a nerd, of her making the coffee for me, so I could say I had coffee made by Gong Lee. So I drank it, and then anyway, so then we were getting ready to go back, and I had my own car to go back to the city. Those are the days. You know, when you, you know you have this, James. Sure. When you do an A movie, yeah. dude, it's like car, hotel, everything else. You do a B picture, <laughs> oh, it's like bring your own suit and get a cab, right? Anyway, so this was an A picture. So anyway, and I, she goes, no, no, ride with me. So I get in the back of this limo with her Gong to go Lee. back. This is Gong Lee. Anyway, you must so have given you a lot of fantasy. Let me tell you, no, it gets better. In the limo. So, in the limo. I turn to her and I say, you know what, Gong? I feel so much like Colin Farrell in Miami Vice. Oh. And what I'd forgotten was in Miami, and her, her assistant turns around and gives me such a look. And I'm like going, what, what? Then I realized it's a big hot sex scene in the back of the limo in, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in Miami Vice. Miami Vice. <laughs> so anyway, so um, we, we ride through the night chatting away and, and, and she's fun and, and, and flirty and fun. And I'm just thinking, it's tonight the night. So we get to Beijing. And you know Beijing used to have those, like the, the first wall, the second wall, the third wall, the old Beijing. So basically that's kind of where she lives in her gated pl- community. There's like a security guard and a security gate and another security guard. Finally we get to her place and I'm thinking, is there any way I can ditch the assistant and get in there for some more of her coffee, if you know what I mean? Mm. And I think you do. But anyway, so then she gets out of the, um, the, the, limo. the, she gets out the limo and then shuts the door behind her and she starts to go up her garden path. And I look at her and I'm thinking to myself, Damn, and she turns around, and for a moment I think, there's hope. But instead, she does this kind of goofy look oh, through the window, like yeah, I'm waving my fingers by my head, you go, like that, you know. There's like a goofy look, like ha ha. Not, not, just, just, because she's cute. Way. In a funny way to say goodbye. And I'm looking at her and thinking, okay, well, that's not as good as what I hoped for, but that'll do. So anyway, so that was, that was my Gong Li experience. Was but she was a great, fun lady. And <laughs> sure. I hope, I, I doubt she's hearing this, but uh, I, I hope she's well wherever she is. She's totally different, you know, off the screen. Right. Than the images that she put That's the thing. The movies. That's probably you know? what people should kind of, uh, t- the takeaway from this is the fact that, you know, sometimes uh, there are people like, who really, like uh, like uh, who are we talking before like uh, Kurt Russell Kurt Russell who is kind of you see him in as Jack Burton and off camera he's that same amiable fun guy that you see in the movie Gung Lee is always this kind of like untouchable exactly. goddess exactly and, and then uh, off the screen yeah <laughs> she just well, the girl you know, next when, door when you worked on uh, if, you, if you live in that gated community she's the girl next door <laughs> but if you um, like you know is it Fort Gong did you, if you, if you, when you worked on that movie, you had Bridget Lin, Lam, uh, Lam Ching Ha. 
who had been in, uh, uh, who was like such a goddess of Taiwanese romantic cinema. How, how did, how was the comparison between those two? Were they both fun to work with, or Gong Li was more fun? Well, I must say Gong Li was more fun. Yeah. To be around. Right. That's that's what I would would yeah. say. Of I course, of course. Uh, Many years later, when Lam Tingha got married and yeah. had kids, and I was doing concerts in Vegas, oh yeah, they came to see uh, one of my concerts—not my concert, but I organized the concert with. Oh wow! My see that that stars. another thing that I did not and know that about that you. That was many years after. And know? what kind of stuff that you 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 had great acclaim as a singer? What stuff? That you, what kind of stuff that you used to sing? I was one of the first Asian American singers. Yeah. Actually, got a band together and played in uh, New York clubs. And uh, right after, I went to uh, Chile, yes. South America. Ask me why, I would tell you because my great brother is a famous uh, comedian in uh, Chile. A, like a, a blood brother? Uh, no, my god brother. Your god brother? Yeah, okay. Latin god brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, he invited me over and then he realized that I play such good music with my guitar. He yeah. said, James, you gotta go on TV. I'll introduce you Forget to... Forget about uh, TV, because, <laughs> exactly. uh, by the way, uh, the band, the jazz band's playing in the background. I think James is going to get a guest with them a bit later. Yeah. Is that okay in the background, Toby? <laughs> That's some Bruce totally fine. We do. I, I, you, you, he, this guy is a big Bruce Springsteen fan, as All am right. I. Unlike right. me, he can play guitar. <laughs> so we'll, we'll bust out later. We've got, we got the band happening. How about, oh, you, you, can, you play ukulele, right? Uh, I'm more of a freestyle rap battler. There you okay. go. Uh, but the last movie you did in Hong Kong, Enemy Shadow, uh, you're working with Jade Leung, who'd been in Black Black Cat, Hat Mao. Who was that? Uh, she's a female, uh, female, very pretty female action girl. Oh, remember her? Jade. Jade Leung is her. Was her? I remember what her Chinese name was? But she was in Hat Mao, Black Cat, which oh, was the Hong Kong right, version right, right. of Nikita. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But yes, this, yes, yes. my buddy here, Moses. Yeah, we I know did him too. Gen X cops together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a huge star, became a huge star on TVB. That's right. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, he we, had an operation on his voice. On that's his true. Uh, you know who told me that? Daniel Wu told me about that. Because <laughs> it was, it felt that you had more. What, it didn't make his voice higher, higher. Yes. Because yes. he had a very deep before voice. Before that, before. he had a very deep voice. I think there was a hole in his vocal cord or something. Really. Yeah. He had an operation. Yes. I didn't know there was such a thing. The only time I heard he about it. He was dating it, at the time, if I recall right. Yeah. He was dating uh, the famous uh, uh, host on MTV. At oh, the time. really? Mm. The lady was slightly older than him. Ah. And that's what I recall. We were both in. I worked on a film called uh, Gen X Cops. Ducking yeah. Sanyaloi. Oh. And uh, it was. I played the S. I played the SWAT team commander, and he was the very aggressive police captain opposite. Uh, there was a team that uh, Eric Zhang, Zhang Jiwei, put together with Nicholas Dare and all the Stephen Fong, mm. all these guys. Daniel Wu was Daniel Wu's first big movie as well, and uh, it was a funny scene we were doing in a van, and it was with. Have you ever worked with Eric Zhang, Zhang Jiwei? Zhang Jiwei. Zhang Jiwei. So funny. I know him, but right. I don't think we. Well, this is what he does, right? Basically, he'd be like, he was, we're getting ready to do the scene, right? And he's eating a chicken wing, and he just dozes off. He's asleep like narcoleptic asleep, right? And I'm thinking, is somebody gonna wake him? And then Betty Chan, Tan Mok Singh, was the director, mm. and I think assistant director's calling action. Because action, and uh, Eric, telling you why, just boop, wakes up, says the line, cut, back to sleep again. Yeah. With the chicken wing, <laughs> still held out of shot, like it's an inch out of shot. Okay. And then 
they had to go again and I'm like is somebody to wake him up yeah he's just I mean maybe he's like a machine he is a a acting that guy what's funny about Eric is the fact that he's a guy where you could see him in 10 bad comedies and Mm. dismiss him as this kind of like idiotic character and then you see him in something like Comrades a Love Story for Peter Chan and you go this guy did you see the Yip Man movie that uh, Wong Chao San was in? Yes. Anthony Wong. Yes, and he fights uh, Anthony, Yip Man in that. He's so cool. Mm, it's I so know. great that he did that. Yeah. Anyway. So, and you, um, coming back, coming up to date with, well, the great glories yet to come with the pirate movie, right? That's right. But uh, one of the other things I want to talk about, again, the last link in the chain of badassery <laughs> from Chuck Norris to Charles Bronson Who's to that? Bolo, yeah. Sammo Hung. Oh, who 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 you saw? Yeah, who you saw today? Just saw. Thank you for that. I delivered some posts. Samo Hong. I we I had some posts. A lot of posters. In my office, I have all these posters. Lobby cards for Golden Harvest. So uh, earlier, uh, my man here took them. uh, Took the posters over to Samo's office as a gift for the great man. Dag or die. How was Samo when he's working in LA? On martial law. Uh, well, you know, he was the star, so he he has his own <laughs> private trailer. Yeah. And uh, I was just a guest star, so mm. uh, we we work together, and uh, but you know we don't really converse much with each other. Right. Yeah. His wife was with him at most of the time, so. I'm I'm really impressed that he's a guy who so late in his life and career mastered English sufficiently to do a full two seasons of an American TV series as the lead. That's really something. I well, can't imagine an American actor coming to China and doing that. Was in Italy, that's it. What's it called in Italian? Uh, can we, can we hear him okay? Più forte ragazzi, the one he does the policeman. And how do you translate that? Uh, like, uh, stronger guy. No, not stronger guys, but like, let's make it stronger guys something like that oh really I know that's and so it plays repeatedly on stronger yeah forte, like okay that's like lads like so it guys. plays late night TV in mm-hmm. Italy all the time I was I remember when I was a kid it was in the morning oh yeah hey how about the show the policeman the show I did with Donnie in Germany the Puma did that play in Italy the Puma mm-hmm. just in no. Germany folks no anyway but that so, one was very popular when I grew, when I in the 90s totally so James what an amazing I think of all the Asian American actors in Hollywood you've had the most amazing career span of working with these major talents when you look back is there any film or project that you did already which gives you the most pride and pleasure well definitely Hollywood movies wise will be Big Trouble in Little China yeah and another TV series which you didn't mention mm-hmm. and I still remember clearly was yes. Nasty Boy for NBC ah and Dick Wolf famous right. producer yeah. he produced it right and so unfortunately it was uh, short-lived I think they only did 13 or 12 episodes of it Nasty Boys Nasty Boys that's and actually we used a, a Janet Jackson song for the oh song. right yeah. who knows that song can you sing a bit of anybody yeah. we can cue it up we'll, we'll play no it. it's okay uh, I just want to hear one of you guys do it but Toby wasn't that your rap you and your buddy a rap star named Nasty Boys what was the premise of the show? <laughs> it's kind of like uh, instead of two guys in Miami Vice, now we have five guys, Rainbow Coalition, in oh. all different colors. And you were in that? I was in that. How many and seasons? My character was quite interesting. Yeah. It's kind of in between uh, uh, the Caucasian guy in the uh, Miami Vice yes. and Bruce Lee together. 
Oh wow! And do you fight as well? Yes. Oh, I'll go back I and look all, for it. I, I was the action guy. Yeah. Because the, like the first Asian guy. Pacific I remember in any kind of cop show was I Dustin Wynn on Twenty One Jump Street, and this must have been the second one. This on Nasty this, Boys. It happened around the same time. Yes. Right. Yes. How interesting. Yeah. And the, what was the other show you did in Hong Kong that was super popular? It's called I Have a Date with Spring. It was oh, a TV series. Yeah, got it. Kochi Sum, right? Because Coach Sum did the movie and they did the TV series. Yeah. I remember the movie was a Media Asia film Media when I was at Media Asia. Asia. Right, right. Yeah. How interesting. Six degrees of separation for everybody. This TV series became more popular in China mm. than in Hong Kong. Mm. Very popular in China. Everybody knows it. So when you go out in China, everybody remembers you might have a date with Spring. That's right. Which more is so than it's any set other in a classic dance hall of the 1930s. 1930s and 40s. Right. Like that. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Great era. About four uh, best. Friends, uh, they were all struggling nightclub singers. Right. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about my grave, my gravestone. So basically, yours should be in <laughs> Lakeview Cemetery, like a few blocks away from Bruce Lee. And on one side, it's got "Here Lies Lightning" from uh, from from Big Trouble in China. Right. On the other side, right. in Chinese, here's the dude yeah. from "I Have a Date with Spring." With spring. You know, yeah. boom. But it would be "I Have a Date with Heaven." <laughs> oh, are you a religious person? What do you, do you have no, a I'm, a, faith? I'm, I'm an atheist. Are you? Yeah, I'm an atheist because, you know, my mother is is a Buddhist and yeah. she's a true believer in fortune telling. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's always telling me, don't do this, don't do that, don't <laughs> do this, don't do that. But you know what? Throughout my career, I I make decisions for myself. Ah. Uh. So stuck in the room with I these two clean living uh, Catholic <laughs> Catholic boys, Catholic school boys on my left. You know, the terrible two. Um, so, uh, do you want to talk about, let's talk about ventures coming up. Yeah. We talked enough about the past. You have the, um, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, the pirate movie you talked about last night as a concept. Well, we don't want to steal the idea, that's the I thing. We've got to be careful with this. Yeah, but careful. it's a very, we actually, uh, James had connected with me yesterday and we had a drink and among other things talked about this project. But we can say it's a pirate, pirate themed action film action film and it's based on real characters from the history of China right in the 1800s right. so action like yes. a Chinese Pirates of the Caribbean with a Chinese more Chinese yes. element to it but that'd be well, a lot of fun what's making it so that. different is is Kung Fu on the battleship mm, nice. of the 1800s cool <laughs> and we gotta get James Hong as like the, the ship's cook you know that's right <laughs> James Hong is already in fries he, fries I only he, do fries <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. And I, already, I, already, I actually already wrote a part for him. I was going to say, I mean... Again, I, a bad guy. My, my involvement, guy. James, is contingent on James Hong being in the movie. That's That'd right. That'd be great. You're writing the, the film? He's written it already. It's already yeah. written. Amazing. It's already written. Yeah. And it's going to be made in English. Yeah. We want to cool. make a difference. Fantastic. We just had to find a project good enough to stop you going away to film school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need, you some, we need some... We need, we need to put Max in there. We're going to have some European guys swashbuckling and swinging down from the what do you call it yeah the you, can, you can do the making of uh, Pirate Warriors yeah you see yeah. you never know or I, could, a gig. or I could just mop the poop deck that's right I'm pretty good at that too absolutely <laughs> you can, it, and you can say you know I, I worked with a guy that was almost in general hospital that's true <laughs> And uh, for those people, I mean, I was really, because uh, uh, we, we have an apartment in uh, Hongzhou yeah. and uh, Hangzhou. Well, it's, in Cantonese, it's Hongzhou, Hongzhou, Hongzhou. Hongzhou. And in Mandarin, Hangzhou. Hangzhou, which is a really expanding, cool city in Zhejiang province. And there's a hot bar there. And it's called... <laughs> hot Lips. 
And it's uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction style. Yes. Very I, cool. I tell you, I, I, we have the apartment there, and I always threaten I'm going to go there and write the great American novel, the great mm. Chinese novel. And I think I'm going to go there now, and I'll be back and forth between our apartment and, and James's bar. Yeah. But, but there's actually that Jie Zhang is uh, now uh, definitely uh, Wang Dim uh, is is there yeah. uh, the studios Hang the Hang Dian World Studios and Shaolin is not too far from there right it's, no it's, Shaolin is quite far Shaolin is more in the Henan oh it is yeah, and how about Chen Village where the Tai Chi is from that's further away I too that's Henan as well yeah oh okay so much for my Chinese geography but you know do you ever work with David Carradine no. The last time I was with David Carradine was it in uh, Thailand, was it? Uh, no, I, I I I ducked the bullet on that one. No, it was in it was a before the, a couple of years before that in uh, Wang Dim. Uh, oh. Jackie was doing. I was there on Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie, oh, and uh, David Carradine was doing a TV pilot, a TV show for for Hallmark at the same time. Really? So uh, that we had a fun evening battling drunken masters, oh. Jackie and David Carradine. Wow, which is kind of fun. <laughs> But that was cool. So, um, just wrapping it up. Um, what, uh, guys, let's just go with the last question. I'll, I'll do, because uh, it's my podcast, I'll do the last question. Mm, okay. But, Toby, take it away. Question, L'ulti- question. L'ultima domanda. Nice, thank you. <laughs> my, my, my bisexual, ling- oh, bilingual secretary. Take it away. <laughs> what have you got, Toby? I just wanted to come back to that original question about roles in Hollywood in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You said that you had to do a lot of kung fu roles. Um, how did you see that change over time? And then now it's, it, and it's also very interesting that you're writing your own stuff now. Um, I gotta tell you, nothing bad to say about Hollywood, but it's just like, it's, 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 it's a matter of uh, uh, political power, you know, that also affects the parts and the distribution of parts in Hollywood scene. Right. The ones that gets the most part is definitely Caucasian and comes mm-hmm. after is the black and then it's the Latinos and Asians are in the very bottom. And do you still see that today? Absolutely. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Which you don't which a lot of people are gonna disagree with me because they see, oh, you know, there's Jackie Chan, there's no, Samuel Hall. No, 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 no. I, I tell you, I don't anybody is, nobody could argue with that. Mm-hmm. If you look if Jet, you look Jet, Jet Li from Asia. No. If you look at the, if you look at the disproportion in terms of the, uh, you know, the ethnic makeup of America now, of course, African Americans previous years complained bitterly, and now this year seem to be an inordinate number of really good projects for African Americans. Quite rightly so. Hispanics, nothing. Asian Pacifics, nothing. And um, it's always Caucasian and the blacks. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think one reason, uh, one reason it doesn't get noticed as much is that there is a booming Spanish language film and television industry and there is a booming Mandarin or Chinese language film and television industry but there's no uh, African-American industry other than the industry in America I mean the African-American doesn't go back to like if you're Chinese-American there's a thing you can go back to China if you're African-American you can't really go back to Africa and make movies you have to make the system work so I think people did what you did James you came back and became a star in China yeah you know, which, which, but I, I think that's because of the fact that there's an entrenched. I, I think also what happened is, if you notice, a lot of these movies that are being done by African Americans are directed by African Americans who have found their voice and they want to express their thoughts about the African American experience in film. 
But for some reason, the Asian Americans, like um, Justin Lin, James Wan, who's I think from Malaysia, or this, those people seem to just assimilate and do mainstream Hollywood, Hollywood films. They don't have a tendency, you know what I want to do? I want to do a film about the Chinese immigrant experience. You know, the great King Hu um, burnt out the last years of his life trying to do a, a movie about the immigrants. I know, I go, oh no. Uh, he you was know, trying to do that. I must say, uh, not putting it down, but after all, Hollywood is Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood is controlled by all the, you know, the eight uh, studios. Studios. Yeah. And they have their own priorities. Yeah. Justin Lin or whoever comes around, they say, "Wow, you're a great director. Go ahead, you yeah. know, direct these, this movie, this movie." Yeah. And then perhaps I never met him, but I would think Justin Lin definitely has his own project that he want to get him yeah. made. But is he gonna get it made? Excuse me, Zhang Wu, for what 10, 15 years in Hollywood. Then at the end of the day, he comes back to China. I know. Yeah. So what do you say about Hollywood? Have you, you worked know? with John Wu? Did you work with John before? Uh, no, I, I don't think I've worked with him, but right. I know him very well. Of I course, know him yeah. and also his producer very well. Terrence Chang, yeah. I, I produced my own TV uh, series. Uh, it's actually like uh, Entertainment Tonight, many yeah. years ago. Right. And I interviewed John Wu oh, Terrence Chang. That's great. why I know oh, Two of the, nicest, two of the well. nicest guys. Exactly. Max, question. American industry where you've been working and the Chinese one you already said there is a difference like political power but which is the best thing of, of each one and the worst thing of each one <laughs> I think I have again great respect for the American movie industry because it's so organized each of uh, of uh, the field they have their own unions you know camera unions lighting unions, actors unions, makeup unions and all that. So everybody's protected. That's one thing I really have to tip my head for the American system. Whereas in Hong Kong it's very much free. There's never yeah, every man from, that there's every, every man for himself. Exactly. Everybody man themselves their own career, they, they make their own contract and, and all of that. Uh, but I think Actors are respected so much in Hollywood yeah. and the system is so well protecting every race. Right. That's one thing I really happy about that I came from Hollywood. But then in Hong Kong, uh, everybody still get the same chance, uh, but it's very cliquish here yeah. in, in Hong Kong. You gotta be in the clique in order to get a part, that kind of thing. Yeah. You gotta be managed, excuse me, yeah. by Willie? Chad, Willie Chan in order to be somebody, okay? That was the days. Yeah. That was the days, yeah. okay? Uh, I almost that, joined him, but I didn't. Now, now you have okay. to be maybe with Emperor. I'm not sure exactly. how it works. And then I also worked in China. But I have to tell you, out of all these three industries, again, not to put down the Chinese movie industry, China is the worst. I'm telling you. Yeah. Is it I a, a did eight movies and eight movies and, t I mean, and, and TV series. Till today, every one producer owes me money. Wow. I was end right there about yeah. the whole okay. China movie industry. That's so, why I decided to do my own. 
with the first emperor and with the private. Well, you know what? I think with the the Benji you have coming up with the pirate picture, you know, lightning always strikes twice. <laughs> so the first one was big trouble, and the next one will be. Can you say what's the title of the pirate picture? For now, it's called the Pirate Warriors. Pirate Warriors. Nice. And the name of the bar. <laughs> Hot lips. Okay, Hot everybody, lips. that's good. Everybody. Well, you can hear the band really kicking it. This jazz band kicking in the background, and uh, we'll see. We can. We're going to get James up there to kind of like in you know, a jam, and he's going to you know go and do a set with the band playing his guitar. Absolutely. And I'm going to be on the maracas in the background. Yeah. James Pax, what a pleasure to have you pleasure, on Bay Logan's Late Night Kung Fu. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to the lightning second strike. This has been the most fun we've had yet. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Here we go. Thank you to Orange Peel. And to Heineken, and to Tankery Gin. Freddie Heineken, absolutely. Uh, Makes a change from the normal Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. All right, we out? And we're out. Guys, see you in the next uh, movie convention. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) See you.